Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from. Put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry. Be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Tonight we have a very special episode uh, covering quite a fun movie with a, a gentleman we had on. When was that? We did Poltergeist with you before. Is that correct, David? That was correct. Yeah, Poltergeist one. Yeah. Poltergeist one. Maybe a year or so ago. Yeah, it's probably yeah, it's probably been a good year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, yeah. that was a fun episode, and we're uh, we're glad to have you back. We by this this will probably air or go up uh, late January, I would imagine. Uh, but for everybody listening, we just had it was just Turkey Day here yeah. uh, last week. So so I, we started to get talking about this. But David, what were you? Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? And I'm interested to hear about the culinary journey you went on. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so first off, thank you again for uh, having me. I had a blast last time. It was a lot of fun. So thank you again. It's uh, always a pleasure to be on Head Cannon. <laughs> um, yeah, so the culinary adventure, um, as I was saying earlier, you know, we tend to hurt ourselves when we Thanksgiving, uh, at least I, I speak for myself. I've hurt myself on many occasions on Thanksgiving because you just have all of this food that you want to eat. Yeah. And when you accomplish that goal, it sometimes doesn't really work out for your uh, for your overall uh, feelings at the end of the, the day <laughs> in terms of how you're doing. So anyways, the goal was just to, I was telling my wife, I was like, yeah, I'm going to tell everybody I'm going on a culinary journey, culinary adventure. Join me, if you will. I'm going to utilize all five senses. I'm going to, I'm going to, and it's like, well, how do you, I understand that the tasting and, and you can feel it and the smelling, but are you going to listen? Are you going to hear the mashed potatoes? Is that, is that what's going on right. here? Are you going to you gonna hear, hear the corn? Gonna hear that, yeah, I'm going to hear that gravy. But the point of it was to not hurt myself. So small portions. Yeah. That way mm -hmm. you get everything. Yeah. You know, you get a little bit of this, you get a little bit of that. You take just a couple bites of it, you know, to try to enjoy it, you know, really soak it all in. And that way, you still eat everything, you've tried everything, and you've left room for dessert. And <laughs> you can just, you can be happy with yourself. Yeah. You know? That's a good call. That, I like that. I like that. No, it worked. So I, it worked. Yeah. Nice. Well, I, I, I kind of did the opposite because I... <laughs>
<laughs> well, no, since, since I'm still recuperating. Yeah, no, I'm so no. I think since like July or August, maybe I just because like the priorities in my life, like I've got my family right, and then I've got I've got to work to support my family, and then probably below that is like uh, uh, comedy, performing, acting, art, you know, arts, theater, that kind of thing, um, and then maybe below that is like being health conscious, right? Like, and, and, and a lot of people, like I have all, the utmost respect for people who like put in time at the gym and who, for people for whom health is a priority, but, yeah. and, and I mean, like we, we, I, I cook every meal pretty much like we don't eat garbage, but I've always been a bigger guy. Like I'm, I, I have broad shoulders. I'm a heavier dude. Um, and I, I, I'm just, yeah, have that kind of build. And I have never before, really put much thought into it or worried about it. Right. So, yeah. but, uh, my grandfather had a heart attack when he was pretty young. I mean, relatively, he was still a, a geezer, but you know, uh, my, my, and then like my mom had a heart attack even younger than that. So I was like, all right, maybe this is something like do, you know, now that my kids are getting a little bit older, like maybe I have the bandwidth to pay attention to this a little bit more. Right. Sure. And yeah, you know, I, tr I tried that working out thing. Once. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it no didn't good. work out. No, it did. You know, what? I actually, I was, <laughs> I was going to the gym like every day after work. I had never done this before in my life. I had never worked out. I didn't play sports in high school. Like no experience with that. But in January of 2020, like the start of the, it wasn't like a New Year's resolution. I think they just had a deal, and it was a good time to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, I joined the gym. And I was going, like I was going after work almost every day. I was working out. I was doing the thing, right? Yeah. And then after about two, three months, COVID hit and everything shut down. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I can't work out anymore because, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I'll still like, I, silver linings to COVID. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but there's this like gorgeous park across the street from my addition where I live. So I'll go to, I'll take, I'll walk around there every morning, but, um, I've tried other things in the past, but since like maybe July or August, the one thing I've been doing, I just have an app where I track my calories. That's it. Right. And, and you've yeah. heard people say like calories in calories out, whatever. And, and you're always like, yeah, whatever. Like, sure. Um, but that's literally, that's all I've been doing. And I've just been trying to keep my calories like as low as possible. Um, and I've, I, I've lost probably 20, 25 pounds since August. Right. Yeah. Cool. And which, yeah. which is good. Oh, I see it. I see it. Since you see it a little bit, <laughs> a little trimmer here, yes. but, uh, but no, thanks. Thanksgiving. I took a few days and I was like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm going to abandon <laughs> that. I'm just going <laughs> to, just going to go, go all in. Shut this app off. Shut this out. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like four days where my, my input is like nothing for four days. And, um, but it was good. Whoa. It was, it was a good time. I was a little at the, by the end of the day, Thursday, I was like, Whoa, I feel heavy, <laughs> but it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's your, that's your app tracker telling you to. Pursue. Yeah. It's like, go, go to the bathroom, but I'm, but I'm back on it today. I'm back on it today. You know, Thanksgiving's over. So. Yeah. But what about you, Brent? How was your Thanksgiving? Yeah. It was good. Uh, I cooked. I, yeah, I made the dinner. I made a pretty rocking tur 23-pound turkey. Nice. Holy cow. It was good, yeah, for like five people. I always get like a giant one. I overbuy, and then we like, we go, we hit the leftovers hard for the next like four days. Yeah. Damn right. That's, yeah, you know what? That's great. I, I want to do that because I typically go grocery shopping on Thursdays 
I want to make sure I do that this year. Get some of those leftover frozen turkeys when they're selling them for like 20, 30 cents a pound, right? Yeah, you, man. you can get a whole yeah. a whole bird for like eight That's bucks, you know, like idea. nothing. Yeah. So. Think of that. They just, they, yeah, if you got this, the, the space, like if you got a deep freezer, yeah. we've got a deep freezer. I did that with, with hams uh, a while back ago. I bought two hams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this, guys. Are you ham or turkey? You know, I, you I probably, I probably enjoy ham more. I think it's tastier. It's a tastier meat, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. and my back when we used to have Thanksgivings before my grandma passed away, they would always have turkey and ham, and the ham was probably better tasting. Yeah. But, but I feel like turkey is the quintessential Thanksgiving meat, you know, and and ham, ham isn't as much of an option now. Uh, now that my grandma's passed on and Thanksgivings have changed a little bit. So I think, I think ham probably tastes better, but I probably eat more Turkey. Yeah. 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 When you eat ham, the turkeys, go ahead, Brent. When you eat ham, do you think of your grandmother? <laughs> um, not really, but I, I, you know what, you know what does make me think of her? Uh, cashews. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why? Cause, cause that was always like the, uh, we'd spend every Friday night with my, with my grandma and granny her 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 life partner and like the girls would always my sisters would always stay with my granny and i would always stay with my grandma when it came time to go to bed or whatever and we had our our separate snacks like they had i think like sweets and chocolates maybe and we always had like cashews where our, so we would like all get ready for bed and my grandma and i would like hang out and eat cashews and watch star trek the next generation so <laughs> that's solid nice that's that's my favorite nut is yeah. the cashew. Same, same. Yeah. Cashew it's the most is. expensive, too. They are very yeah. expensive. Because, yeah, they know. They know. They're, they're so they fucking know. good. <laughs> Man, there were some cashew buddies to work at Whole Foods when I lived in Chicago, actually. Oh, nice. Um, That'd be an awesome job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Or not. Retail, retail or not. gig. No, yeah. I, it was, I, I was, I it served a purpose. I knew I was not going to be there. I just, it was Chicago yeah. to get my associate's degree, but it was cool. Yeah. I had a good time. Oh man. I'll never forget a whole food story. My boss, uh, Tim, this, uh, this kind of a hippie dude. Good, good dude. Uh, <laughs> you know, we had the PA on. And so, uh, what song English beat, some song from English beat. I don't even, I just, I don't even know what song it was or who they were, but, but this guy was in the dairy section. And he's like, oh, man, best song of the 80s. And Tim was walking behind him, and he goes, this song sucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest moment, man. That guy was like, what? <laughs> you don't mess with Tim and his music, man. Oh, man, I'll never forget that. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> this song sucks. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. You know, when I was, when I was, I was like 17, 18, maybe. I was a, a manager, like a shift manager at a pizza hut, right? And, and I, at the time I was a little bit more like, oh, I'm very cool. Like I have great taste more so than I am now. Right. Um, but they would always play like top 20 hits, like pop, whatever. And so like, whenever I was managing, I would always play the, I would change the, the Muzak, the XM radio in the store to either like the reggae station 
or the uh, like mariachi station. Those were like the two. And and the general manager would always come in the next day and be like, God damn it, Corey, like you can't you can't play fucking reggae music in a pizza hut. That's not what people want to fucking listen to when they come to eat at Pizza Hut. <laughs> oh my god. It's not on okay. Okay, I got another all right, another story along these along these lines, Whole Foods. Okay. Every every so often there would be the station that would be put on. And I think it was uh it was the store manager. Um just I think it was her choice. And it was the most god awful music. Music affects me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it if it's bad music, I have problems um uh thinking rationally and communicating <laughs> in in a a good way so it was this god i mean it was the worst music it was like britney spears-esque but but worse it was that kind of music that mm. pop but it was just garbage and i I, can't, I was like i can't i gotta i have to do something about this so when i, I was like I went to my my boss and said, hey i'm going on my 15th went in the alley side of the building called the store and I, I created a character. I created a character on the spot, Winston Sinclair. <laughs> and I said, yes. Hello, my name is Winston Sinclair. I was just in your store. I didn't last 10 minutes. The music was god-awful. The worst. And and Craig, the guy uh, who was on the sweet guy, Craig, at the info desk, he's, oh, I'm sorry, was it the volume to? No, it wasn't the volume it was the music itself. <laughs> it was just, and he's like, oh, was it, I think that was Justin Bieber's, I don't know, I was like, Justin Bieber, I don't care what it was. Right, turn so it off. it got, and I went in, they changed the music, and it got written up uh, in the logs. <laughs> nice, I, nice. Oh, <laughs> that's one of the greatest awesome. days of my well life. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard that station again. <laughs> you don't mess with Winston Sinclair. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I like to think that there's a song so terrible somebody could play for you that it would drive you to like uh you know i don't if you're a big fan of marvel or the marvel movies like how the winter soldier is like mind controlled i I like to think that there's a song so bad somebody could play for you david that you would just like go into a homicidal rage (laughs) you're like this music is like like, this song sucks (laughs) snapping necks I just realized that Bernie Sanders sounded a lot. Or not Bernie Sanders. Winston Sinclair sounded a lot like Bernie. Sanders. He did sound a lot. Yeah, he did sound a lot like Bernie Sanders. Yeah, nice. you're right. Because you know, I was trying to place it, and I was like, "That sounds like Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago." <laughs> but that sounds like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, he's like, turn, turn off, man. turn off the station, and provide all your employees with health care. Why? Why can't they get? Health. Why don't they have access to health care? <laughs> oh, <classic>. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> all right well well david i want to ask you we um the movie we're covering tonight we've, we've done i'm a huge fan of stephen king i love stephen king yeah. um yeah. and we've done on this show so far i think we've done it we've done the mist uh we've done creep show i think that's yeah. maybe it i if that may be our, what we've done the shining Oh, did we do the shot? We did do the shining. Yeah, we did the shining. Um, and you brought us 1984's Children of the Corn. So I want to ask you what this movie means to you, kind of, you know, your first experiences with it, and and why you selected yeah. that for uh, for tonight. So the last movie that we uh, 
we, we talked about was Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. And that movie uh, is kind of, uh, it was a big part of my childhood, my the, the, the scared portions of my childhood. <laughs> um, and same with Children of the Corn. I, I, I don't remember a lot about the movie itself other than I remember watching it and just being freaked out by it. Like, what the hell is going on? And, um, yeah, so that's that movie. And I've never seen it since. And it's always just kind of stuck in my mind. And it was actually kind of fun to just sit down and watch it from start to finish and, you know, see what it was all about. Had y'all seen it before uh, prior to watching watching it recently? No. And it's one of those it's one of those movies where, like, I remember as a kid walking in the video store and seeing the box. Yeah. And it, it scared me. And I was like, this movie must be very, very scary. <laughs> and it probably would have been to that little kid me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I think I think I probably saw it when I was a kid because it looked familiar to me. But I don't I don't think I've seen it since I was like, I don't know, maybe eight something like yeah, that. So, so yeah, it was, it was a new experience and it, it was a, it was a lot of fun. It's not the best movie. It's not a great movie, but I think no, it's a, it's... I felt, <laughs> I found myself picking it apart. Like, yeah, that's but, fun too. I like that. I like yeah. But, but I, I enjoyed watching it. Like it wasn't so atrociously bad that it was like, Oh, this, I'm having a bad time. Like I was, en- I was, en- <laughs> I was enjoying it. I was like, Oh, this is fun. Like, this is a fun, like, Campy, yeah. goo, you know. Could there movie. be a movie so bad that you? Yeah, did you have a Winston Sinclair moment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and I, so, yeah. Uh, I thought the music at the beginning was uh, really creepy. I mean, I, I what I did this time is I had my I had my phone and I just kind of would talk. I don't know if y'all do this, but I talk notes into it so mm-hmm. that way I could. Uh, come back and look at the notes. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was and, uh, that was the, oh, Bam! <laughs> there you go. I, um, and I, yeah, the beginning music was really creepy. It was short. It was brief. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just kind of like a chorus. I think I remember being like a chorus of little children or just like, I don't know if y'all remember that. It was, it was creepy. Yeah. No, that that was that was for sure creepy, and it it kind of reminds me. It has like that. There's a there's a genre of horror that's like folk horror, and there's not yeah. a lot like. And we've recently we've done um the Wicker Man movies, yeah, you know, and Midsummer are are also kind of like folk movies where it's like it's very bright, takes place in the daylight. There's a lot of sun. It's not dark like a lot of horror movies are, and typically right. with those movies, like religion is an aspect. Of of both Midsummer and The Wicker Man, um, and there's another movie I haven't seen yet, but I, we'll cover this at some point. There's an older movie called uh, Witchfinder General, which I think has a very similar kind of folk horror, uh, you know, where it's like scary, it's like creepy, but it's bright and sunny the whole time, and as opposed to dark and, yeah. and ominous, you know. Right, yeah, like your Nightmare on Elm Street, sir. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. The classics. Yeah. Did, did this one start off? Is, is, did it start off in the cafe with like a little kid narrating it? Yeah. Yeah. That was so great. The kids. The kid was just like, "We were going to get a milkshake, and <laughs> hanging out with my dad." Yeah. It's just my, like so, yeah. 
Yeah, and Bill Nye's a horrible little actor kid too, and like he gets the blood sprayed on his face. <laughs> he sees his father murdered brutally in front of him. I was like, I he did turns not out remember. okay. Like yeah. he turns out pretty well yeah. afterward. <laughs> like maybe the children of the corn were actually very like comforting to him for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that that's first scene. I did, yeah. I was like, I don't remember this shit. Holy no. cow! Did you guys think he looked like like a little kid, Corey Ham? Oh, like from, Cor- Corey Ham? I could see Hame, that. Sorry, I've got I, Thanksgiving on the brain. Yeah, no. Corey Ham. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's Corey Ham as a kid, but then it was like listed in IMDb as someone else. Yeah. I was like, oh, and then I realized, oh, that's the little kid from the Monster Squad. Yeah. Remember the who had like little beagle? Yeah. I don't know if you remember that one, but. What was Monster Squad on? What was that? That was a movie from the mid to late 80s about all of like the Hollywood monsters like um, show up in a town. Yeah. And these kids are like obsessed with horror movies and they, yeah. they've already created this like club called the Monster Squad and they they defeat the monsters. But it's like a kid, you know, they're, they're kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie I liked as a child. Yeah, no, yeah, I th- I think that's like 85, 86, 87, somewhere in there, yeah. But it's like Dracula, the mummy, creature from Bl- the Black Lagoon, all like where the Wolfman, all the classic and monsters. Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. And the mummy and yeah. the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> yeah, but I like how, like that scene in the diner when the kids are murdering the adults, like yep. it's, it's really, uh, it's really, it's pretty brutal. But then there's that one kid yeah. who's holding the butcher knife in the weirdest way possible, I was like, I was like, you wouldn't, you couldn't stab anybody like that. You would just break your wrist. Like, it's, it's, it's like not a great hole. Was he holding it like, bit, like in his palm down like that? It's not quite that bad, but it's like, instead of, you know, you would hold the butcher life, knife like this. Immature. It's kind of like off to the side and like kind of down. It's not, it's not a great way to hold a butcher knife. Oh, okay. So it's like those toys that you, you wind up and then the monkey like... <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, like a, yeah, like a drummer monkey. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that 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 butcher knife hold isn't gonna hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they I'm sure they worked with him after uh, <laughs> to give him notes. Yeah, yeah, Malachi and Isaac. All right, Daryl. Yeah. Uh, we gotta work. We gotta work with Daryl. He's yeah, Daryl's holding the knife. His his knife hold is fucked up. Not gonna cut it. No, not gonna cut it. Oh, like you think they had like pra- they had like adult killing practice? Yeah. What's that? They had adult killing practice. Oh, I hope so. Like they made out, they made out of corn, out of corn stalks. They made like like a representation of a person, and they're like, yeah, stab. I'm sure they did. Here's yeah. what you did. <laughs> Here's why that no. doesn't work. <laughs> but then, but then I like afterwards. So you know, they do that. They murder all the parents, and then you've got Sarah and Job. You know, who are are kind of your point of view characters. Uh, you've got the main characters, the adults, but then you also have like Sarah and Job, like who are kind of your insight into what's going on. And I like when Joseph is escaping. This other boy who like doesn't, he's not on board, right? They're, they they don't like what's going on. They don't like that they've murdered all their parents. And he tries to escape. And I love that, like, as he's escaping, Sarah's yelling, like, nobody's looking! Nobody's looking! Like, drawing the most attention to this uh, this escape this escape attempt, you know? <laughs> oh, that's interesting that you said that. I just, I'm making a connection later on when they're, um, 
who's the guy? Who, who's Linda Hamilton's boyfriend? Um, uh, Bert. Bert is his, the Bert, character name. When yeah. Bert, when Bert and, and the two kids are coming out of the storm shelter, they are very super quiet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wonder if like that's like a ooh, can we've learned? <laughs> we learned we, our lesson. <laughs> we were totally responsible for the murder of that kid. <laughs> 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 Right, like, Sarah. God damn it! You got Joseph killed. <laughs> I know. They have to live with so much guilt. Like the, the boy saw his dad died. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was fucked I up. I had and a note about. Uh, you know, this was 1984. Yeah. And you know, nowadays, um, a lot of violence and such gets blamed on on video games. But I don't know if you could blame these these actions on like Atari, you know, <laughs> right? Or like Centipede, right. <laughs> Space <Yeah>. Invaders. <laughs> yeah, That's Donkey right. Kong. This is Donkey Kong's fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I love that. And I, I like. Uh, and one thing I didn't know this, but I thought it was interesting that the writer. Well, I guess Stephen King did a draft of the script, right? Like he wrote the screenplay. And then this guy named George Goldsmith uh, wrote wrote his version of the screenplay. And I guess in Stephen King's version, Goldsmith said there was like 35 pages of the couple just arguing in the car. Right. Because – Yeah. And, and I actually – I read the short story recently, like a few months ago. And oh. it, one, one thing I do like is that it's more from the couple's point of view, from Bert and Vicky. And it's like a mystery. Right? Because it starts out with them arguing in the car, and then they come to this fucked up town, and you're like, what is going on here? What's wrong? And you don't know. You, you right? It's like a mystery that has to unravel. Whereas in the movie, you know from the very first scene, you're like, oh, these kids have, like, killed all of the adults. And, you know, I feel like the movie could have benefited from a little bit of maybe not quite Stephen King's version where it's like, just the couple in the car. And another difference in the in the in the story is that the couple they were a married couple on the brink of divorce, right? They like yeah. they were not getting along whereas in this movie uh in the movie they're a new a new couple where his problem is he won't commit. He won't ask her to marry, right? right. Um he can, he can turn down sex. Yeah. <laughs> because of an internship. Right? With she's Linda like, Hamilton. Like, she's like, eh, let's let's fool Yeah, out. but oh, okay. the internship. I'm like what? What the hell is wrong with you? But Linda Hamilton it was so beautiful back then, just so pretty, and she does the most horrible striptease in the in the freaking world. Like I almost get it. Like she, like she's like she's almost talking. She's almost like oh, she's got blue, red rose too. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It, she like wakes him up with that party favor in the ear. She's like, and he's like, God damn it. I was having a good sleep, you know? And it's his birthday. And then he's like, I think I'll just go take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh man. Um, that is, uh... So yeah, then that, then yeah, and it starts off in the car with these two, and they're oh yeah, you you mentioned that that's so that's the same from the the short story. It was yeah. actually I read that it was in penthouse. It yeah. Was, uh, oh 
Oh, that was, yeah, Stephen King, what he wrote was in Penthouse, and it was also in The Night Shift, was the, I guess, a book of short stories or whatever. That's yeah. interesting that you read the, uh, that you read, read the short story as well. Yeah, yeah that's a lot more, uh, the, the ending as, as we could get to, and the short story is very different. Yeah, have you, extremely have, different. have you read the short story? No, I just did a little... I did a little goo, okay, little, little goo action, and just kind of <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah. and I and I think you know not to to spoil anything for people who haven't seen the mist, but um, I I think the movie could have benefited from a, a downer ending where they they I I think they should have died at the end, right? The children that would have been a much better ending. And in the book, for for you know anyone who hasn't read the book, at the very end, the 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 main character Bert. Well, first of all, they're kind of deplorable characters. Like, I don't remember if he actually hits her in the book, but they're like arguing in the car and he's like, I have to keep my hands tight on the wheel or I'm going to punch her in the fucking mouth. And then you're, you're like, oh my God, like Jesus Christ, man. Like, uh, so I feel like that's a normal, uh, not a normal, but that that's, that's a Stephen King male, like yeah, character. That's true. The that's main. true. I yeah. haven't done, I haven't read all of Stephen King or a ton. Well, I guess the stand. He was a good dude. The main guy in that one. He, I think he was or was he? I'm trying to remember. I did, there anyways, were, yeah, there were well, and, and there's an inter- interesting tie to the stand because uh, Gatlin is the town they, oh, they go to, right? right? And so there's another town like 20 miles away, 19 miles away. That's uh, Hemingford, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they kept alluding to it in the. Yeah, and and so Hemingford, for anybody who's read The Stand, is it's a very important location in The Stand. Hemingford is kind of where like uh, the good guys congregate is in Hemingford, Nebraska. So yeah, little uh, you know, That's right. a, a little tie between Children of the Corn and The Stand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, out of nowhere, plow into that. Plow into that that kid. Did you happen to go back and watch it in slow motion like I did? Oh, <laughs> I always like to see the, like... the the the. Obviously, it was a not a real kid, right? <laughs> I just like to see how real the dummy was, like at the moment of impact. Like, yeah, it. I I thought it was well done. You know, his limbs were kind of flapping around, but I I thought it was an effective. Uh, mm-hmm. It it was an effective shot, you know. You know what's not effective? What's that? Is Bert is Bert's handling of his of, of a potentially like like spinal injury of the kid. He just like rolls him over real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like, supposed hey, to be man, a doctor. Do he's like a doctor oh apparently. God, yeah, he's a doctor. <laughs> uh, yeah, good doctor. Um, and then they yeah, I I, I thought it was odd that. Um, yeah, let's just put the body in the trunk and uh, let's go see. I'm like a picture of going to the town. You guys, uh, there's no good place to dump a dead body, perhaps. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and I was wondering about because I was like, nowadays, you grab your cell phone and call somebody, right? You would call somebody yeah. to you. But back in the day, before cell phones existed, like I was trying to think, I, I tried to put myself in their position and I was like, what right, do you right. do? Leave the body in the middle of the road and go drive however long to find, you know? So I don't know. And I, I like putting the body in your trunk is a weird thing to do. Yeah. However, 
I don't know. I don't, do you, you know, do? back, what do you, yeah. what do you do at that point in time when you don't you have, you know what you don't do? You don't try to become a detective and like go through the kid's shit. Like, yeah, that's true. That's like, yeah, take his briefcase. But then like, why did they just take it with them? Like, what, what are they thinking he's going to have in there? You right. Know? Like, yeah. Like, like, he was a kid. <laughs> well, and like, I do like, and I, I think that one thing that translates from the story to the movie is, the whole time. And even in the movie, the guy's not a terribly likable character. Like he doesn't punch Linda Hamilton in the mouth, but he doesn't listen to her. He's consistently wrong. Like she's, she's always like, no, we shouldn't do this. This is a bad idea. And he, he like constantly ignores her and he's like, Oh, shut up. You're a woman. This is what I'm going to do. And it's, yeah. <laughs> he's always like, stay in the car. Yeah. Ex- yeah, exactly. Stay in the car. <laughs> Right, like, like she's not Sarah fucking Connor, right? Like she's not, like she's not about to smash Thank a you. Terminator that same year, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Did you guys know right. at the end of the movie? You know, they go back that, that, like, they've destroyed the corn. Yes. Spoilers, right? And they go back to the car, and it's it's already been established with all these stalks of corn sticking out. I had this thought. I was like, is that fucking kid still in the trunk? he's gotta be he must be yeah it's like it's like like, like scary stories to tell in the dark books where like years later they're gonna open up the trunk they're gonna pop the trunk and it's gonna be the skeleton of that kid oh man oh check the car facts on that one (laughs) that's how you devalue a car yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 You. They immediately lose value once you drive off the lot. Yeah. And once you put a yeah. dead kid in the car, just yeah. in, the, in the trunk, you know. <laughs> but if it's like a white adult woman between twenty and thirty-five, it's actually not that bad. It's like it only lowers it a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. They call they call that the Casey Anthony effect. <laughs> oh man. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else do I? Oh man, what well, I like how when they're they're like driving around because there's a lot more in in the movie at least they're driving around the signs are taking them the wrong way and then they get to the ran- this random house and the guy's like oh I think I saw somebody moving in that house so he goes into someone's house and you know the whole time she's like wait this you know Linda Hamilton's like this is probably not a good idea and he's like no I'm just gonna charge into this house. And act like I own the place, uh, which, you know, he ends up fine. But, at, uh, you know, from the very beginning, I was like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> like, why you have a you have a dead kid in the trunk. You're breaking and entering into a house that you don't know whose house it is. Like, yeah. all of this is a terrible idea. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of, of that. That's like that scene in the burbs. Yeah, they, all just, they, they pile in. Which, which is funny. I just made the connection here that like Malachi's in that movie. Yeah, he's a weird son. Yeah, Court, Courtney Gaines, the redheaded kid. Yeah, Malachi's yeah. in the Burbs. Yeah, well, yeah, and also, a, look. well, and again, like kind of like the Wicker Man, where you know Nicolas Cage and and what are the actor for, they're like you know I'm the law here. I'm in charge. It's like I, I'm yeah. the man. You know, it's like there. No, you have no authority here. You know. That guy had some major Steven Tyler vibes. He looked yeah. like Steven. Just a look, his look. Yeah. Malachi? Looked like a redheaded young Steven Tyler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a young ginger Steven Tyler. 
And that's all he had going for him. His, uh, he had the worst acting, especially when you oh. put him next to Isaac, who's just like oh. a child actor genius. That kid was so good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, uh, now, I noticed on the radio, they only had, he turns on the radio and it's hellfire, brimstone, this and that. And it's like, oh, but they, they turned it off. I was like, and then, and then later he turned it back on and it was the same station. It's like, well, try to find another station, man. Right. Like, Flip her out, yeah, yeah. Flip, come on. Yeah, and the dial's right there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, granted, it probably would have been the same because they're <laughs> in this, you know, this creepy town, but... Right. Well, and I, I think in the short story, it's a little bit more explicit that it's it's Isaac. It's a kid preacher, where you don't really uh, get that as much in the movie, but... I think, no, it was, was it Isaac in the movie, or was it sound like an old man? I, it, I, I, on the yeah, radio? On the radio, yeah. yeah. I think in the short story it sounds like children, but I don't I think see. that I don't think that translates to the movie at all. Um, no. Oh, that's, that's like they take it over the radio station too. Yeah. That's because that was, that was a comment I was about to make. Was like, where is this DJ? <laughs> where is he? He's just like he doesn't know. All the adults have died. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's but just it, still praising the Lord. <laughs> yeah. But I think I thought it was interesting that uh Courtney Gaines, the, the kid who plays Malachi, he he got the role. Like part of the thing was he took a casting assistant, he like held up a fake knife and took them hostage, and that was what got <gasps> him the role. And apparently he was so convincing in the role that he even disturbed his parents. Like his parents were unsettled by how like what a crazy fuck he was in this movie. <laughs> yeah. They did not sleep well after that. <laughs> no, but the main, but the main guy, Isaac, um, what's his name, John Franklin. Apparently, he's got signed of some kind of, um, I don't know, growth inhibiting disease, whatever. But he was like twenty five when they filmed this movie. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, Isaac. I, I was wondering about that. If he had like the Andy Milanakis disease kind yeah. of thing, you know what I'm so, talking about? Yes, something like that. Because he was he was twenty five when they filmed this movie. Okay. Yeah, he's like he's in his sixties yeah, yeah. now, so. Because he looks like he has like old person, older person, like bags under his eyes a bit. Yeah, right. Okay. And uh, apparently, he had just been in an episode of Star Trek or something, where he was playing a Vulcan. So I guess they he showed up on set and they decided to keep the Vulcan haircut, which is why he has like very even, like short bangs. And like a V-shape, very sharp sideburns is because he was just playing a Vulcan on Star Trek and he shows up on set and they were like, oh yeah, that haircut looks fucking weird. Keep it. Yeah. Let's just keep it. We'll like, <laughs> we'll just go with that. <laughs> yeah. That guy is so good. I mean, really for this movie, he's like almost too good. In fact, yeah. he's so good that I, I thought about that movie, um, there, nope. Uh, oh, I always get the two confused. Um, there will be blood. Okay. Yeah. There's the preacher character guy in that. Um, something sort of the D is his is his name. Remember the actor's uh, name. Paul. Paul. Uh, Paul. Um, Daniel Day Lewis. Nah. Paul, it's Paul, that movie. Yeah, but it's the preacher it's kid. The other, it's the Paul. Paul. Something. Paul, Dan, Paul Dano. Something. Paul Dano. Paul Dano. It, Paul, da- Paul Dano. But anyway, his preaching in that movie is very similar to the way Malachi, or not Malachi, uh, Isaac acts. Yeah. When he's preaching. I get, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's, maybe that's a, a normal trope. I don't know, maybe that's something. Well, and that's, and I, I haven't seen, uh, this is 
on me, but I have not seen There Will Be Blood, but I've heard it's like in school. <laughs> I, I've heard, I've heard things. Yeah. Pretty heard good, things. it's pretty good. I heard things. <laughs> but I like, uh, but Steve, like Stephen King, he's a religious guy like he believes in he believes that there's a god he believes that there's uh some kind of afterlife and spirituality he believes in all that but in a lot of his stories and we we talked about this brent in the mist a little bit that he has a huge problem with like organized religion and people like like following blindly and so despite the fact that he is he's a religious guy a spiritual guy he does take aim at organized religion in a lot of his stories that that's that, that's a common occurrence you know okay yeah that makes sense because like the burt character doesn't like come out and, and like denounce the religion or anything in the movie yeah but 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 yeah like schools the kids on like why they're i mean and granted oh, that's right why they're blind, yeah, that was like good... following a terrible terrible person you know and, yeah. and also twisting the words of the Bible, you know, to, yeah. to see where you can murder people. <laughs> well, yeah, and he, he was like, any religion without love or compassion is a false religion. It's lies, right? And and even the uh, the, the writer, uh, George, what's that guy's name? Whoever I said before, um, he was drawing a lot of parallels and, you know, said this was a metaphor for the Iranian resolution, or I'm sorry, the Iranian revolution. Oh. And uh, I, the yeah. Ayatollah Khomeini and uh, kind of using religion to take over an area and kind of you could kind of think of Bert and Vicky as like American hostages in a in a hostile foreign, uh, you know, re- where religious fundamentalism has taken over and controls the area, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's their fault. <laughs> we go back far. No. Um, I wrote a paper on that actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the Iranian Revolution. Oh. Um, what? Oh, I was thinking um, it'd be interesting if 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 Trump were to campaign in Gatland. You know, <laughs> he would totally win. Yeah. You could, see him, you could see him campaigning there. I don't know. I just stick with the you have the most beautiful corn. Yeah, <laughs> the, best, the best <laughs> corn, corn the juiciest corn. A lot corn. of people say corn's not good for you. A lot of people, you know, it's the corn syrup. It's, is it a vegetable? A lot of people say it's a vegetable. It's just, <laughs> I think it's American. We should be injecting the corn syrup into our veins. It will protect us from any COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, I love, like, there are some points in this movie where, like, uh, Bert is hiding out in a in a build just some random building and malachi comes in and he kind of like weakly hits malachi in the shin and malachi falls down and then bert like runs off and i I was like what i was like that's the worst choreography i've ever seen in in anything he had a wrench yeah he had a wrench at one point i was like yeah that's a good weapon well and he's like I, i just at the point where you like hit him in the shin and knock him down like bludgeon his head in like fucking beat him to de- don't just yeah. run off you know <laughs> right that's what i was thinking like how many of those kids could he have killed right like before they swarmed him like how many like, you know what i'm saying it's like one of those like 
what ifs, like how many cats would, would it take to, to, to kill you? Like how many of those kids could he have like knifed or whatever until he got away? Right. Plenty of room in the trunk. Could have fit so many more kids. <laughs> In fact, it's very close to Trump. It's a Trumps. We want the Trumps. There's a part. Uh, you see the there part was one thing too. Go ahead, Brent. No, no, no. You go ahead, man. I, I'm, I'm bowling over. Well, I just there was the scene, and and we're all parents here, mm. so so we can we can understand how how. Yeah. Once again, it goes back to. Bert, just his execution is just way off. Uh, when he's interrogating Sarah, the little girl. Yeah. And he's like shaking her. He's like in her face. He's like, who is Isaac? <laughs> Where is he? What's going on? It's like, dude, that's not going to work. They're gonna cl- yeah. She's just going to clam up. That's right. I had the same exact thought. Girl yeah. like that. <laughs> I was like, why are you being so rough with her? Like, settle, yeah. down, settle down, man. <laughs> He's a child. Talk to her like a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I had the exact same thought, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought there was a good Bert scene when he got cornered, like, in the in the town center or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, they are, like, like there's, at this point, they're like, I don't think he could survive that. Like, there's people with, pitch, like, extended weapons, like pitchforks and scythes. Yeah. And then, like, fucking Malachi fucks it up. Like all the kids are like like coming on him. Like Bert are gonna, Bert's gonna die, and Malachi is suddenly like Outlander. <laughs> and all the kids are looking at him, and Bert is just like, "I'm out of here." He just runs. Yeah. <laughs> Outlander. Outlander, we have your woman. She still lives. <laughs> I know. It's like this isn't Mad Max. Like what? Did, how did they get to this point where they're talking so weird? Yeah, yeah. You're like, settle, settle the fuck down, Malachi. <laughs> but Malachi I, is so in. <laughs> but I love, especially toward the end, where they like go, um, you know, once and and the the betrayal of Isaac by Malachi, where he, you know, he like usurps his his authority, and they they put Isaac up on the thing, and then you get, uh. At first, you think he who walks behind the rose is like killing Malik. There's this terrible animation where he like crawls yep. up Malik, or I'm sorry, crawls up Isaac's body, and then the cross he's on explodes. Or it's like I, I, I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? That and, made me laugh. And then it was, it was just this limp body, like body flying in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> just. I was like, wait, why did that child just explode? What the fuck? Uh, but then, then he comes back and it shows like, it's shown that he's like possessed by he who walks behind the rose, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Only with you, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <wants> you too. <laughs> but I, I like that when they're, they're trying to like burn the, the corn down and really like in the, in the end of the movie, you know, and again and again, like Bert is just fucking up. Job keeps coming to save him, and he's such an asshole to Job at the same time. Um, but I like where uh, he's like, he's like trying to take charge of the situation. And he's like, "Find me a thick rag, right?" He's got to make this Molotov cocktail, and then Linda, Linda Hamilton just immediately like tears this kid's vest off, like. <laughs> 
tears Job's clothes off to make this small. I, I have to keep warm, lady. Yeah. I fucking lost it. She just like she's like, oh, what do I have? Oh, I'll tear this kid's fucking clothes off. Like, right. She doesn't have clothes. Like, yeah. I guess maybe she had shorts and a tank top, maybe. Right. But then it's like falling on them later. Like, yeah, you know, when they're running out of the town. Yeah. Job is like. It's like, why do we have to keep running? And like this, his, his like vest is like hanging half off of him. Right. A good continuity there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. No, yeah. that's true. Yeah, unlike unlike other points in the movie, that was some good continuity. So. <laughs> I thought the ending was really a, a. I thought the ending was rushed and abrupt. Like it just sure, boom, and then the end, and then mm-hmm. the credits like. Sorry. That's true. Yeah, it pops up because because that character, um, Rachel, pops up in the car for the final scare. Oh yeah, yeah. And which bad. yeah, which is fine. It's like it's a horror movie. You've got to have that final scare, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then he knocks her out, and then it's like the end credits roll, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, Did, yeah, sure. Didn't they ask the kids if they wanted to like if they wanted to come with him? That was also like, yeah, so we've just gone through this. Really weird, traumatic. Uh, you know all these traumatic events. Right. Right. Also, also, she wants a mommy and daddy. <laughs> right. Also, there are like dozens of other kids who are now orphaned, which apparently just fuck those kids. Like I don't. Yeah. They're not cute enough. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. They're not Job and Sarah. So. Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. And they're not. Bert and Vicky, they're not married. They're not going to get to like. They're probably not going to get to like adopt them very easily. No. No, no, yeah, like they're not even like. He's not even committed to her very well. But, but suddenly he's like, "Yeah, you can stay with us." Yeah, and she's like, "Maybe for a month," and he's like, "Oh, I don't, yeah." And I, I think it's supposed to be some kind of closure. I think it's supposed to be a yeah, character yeah. arc on him where he, at the beginning of the movie, he was afraid of commitment, and yeah. now he's willing to make some kind of commitment to. Linda Hamilton and these two random fucking kids. Uh, I think it's poorly done. I don't think it's great, uh, but but I think that's what it's supposed to be. You know, <laughs> maybe it's his way to avoid sex again. <laughs> this way, he's like, I, if this yeah. chick wants kids, I gotta have sex with her. Wait, <laughs> there's two kids right here. Oh, that's Boom. true. Which really straight. I don't know if he. He has a strike that makes that sense. Yeah. Maybe, maybe his character just wants to be celibate. He wants to be a celibate. Yeah. Or he's gay. Or he's gay. In the yeah. 80s. He's gay in the 80s. He needs a family. He's moving to a small town. By the right. way, did he move? Did they have a house set up or anything? I thought that at some point they would drive to like the new home that, that or apartment or whatever he was going to be living at. I think, I don't, was it? Was it in Gatlin, or I thought it was someplace beyond Gatlin. I thought they were yeah, driving yeah. through yeah. Gatlin. Oh, it wasn't in Gatlin. No, was I it, missed that. California? Oh, am, I, am I making that up? California was it? It was. I'm, it was in the book. In the short story, it was California. Maybe that's. Maybe that's what I'm. I don't. I don't remember in the movie. I don't know. No. Oh, I thought they were moving there. That's yeah. my bad. Okay. No, they they were definitely moving somewhere. I don't remember where it was supposed to be in the movie. In the book, in the book, they're just visiting. It's like a last ditch effort to, to save their marriage. They're visiting somebody, her brother, I think. They're visiting somebody right. in California, right. and the trip okay. is like a last ditch effort to save their marriage. 
Um, but in the movie, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, they're they're moving somewhere, but I don't remember where in the movie. Um, All right. And do we want to spoil the ending for for yeah. the uh, yeah the book? Yeah. The book. Yeah. Sure. The book is, I mean, really gruesome. I mean, obviously, I didn't read it all, but but they both end up dying. Yeah. They both and and she's like she's in the middle of a cornfield um and he, she disappears is what happened she disappears and he ends up in the cornfield at night and then there's her body on a cross like her eyes have been gouged out uh well yeah what else stuffed with she, she's got she's got with? corn she's got corn silk shoved in her eye sockets and oh. she has corn husks shoved in her mouth yeah yeah oh. and then he and then he, as well, he ends up... How does he die? Well, he... And then... So he finds her. He finds yeah. Vicky, who... She's already been killed. She's on the crucifix. I, mutilated. And he who walks behind the rose uh, reveals himself to Bert. And it's briefly described as a green monster who is... as Like, reaches up to the sky. Super tall. Super huge. And has red eyes the size of footballs. So uh, in the story, in the short story, Bert actually briefly comes into contact with he who walks behind the rose before he's murdered. Um, And then in the book as well, there's uh, well, first off it's 12 years, not in the movie. It's three. It's only been three years since the kids took over in the book. It's 12. Um, But then also the, the penalty for not catching and killing Bert is oh, yeah. uh, Isaac tells them that the age for adulthood or whatever the is lowered from 19 to 18. So in that se- uh, in that segment when uh, because Malachi is 18 years old, he's not 19 yet, but he's 18. And now that the age have been has been lowered, a couple kids have to walk into the corn. So Malachi is actually one of the kids who has to walk into the corn, offer himself up to he who walks behind the rose. And the story kind of ends on a girl he's been sleeping with, whose name is Ruth, who's like rubbing her pregnant belly, walk watching Malachi walk into the corn. And that's kind of how the short story ends. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good old. Good old Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to read this to my children at night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> it's, Did it's, you just find like a uh, that somewhere like on the internet easily? Uh, or do you have it in a book? Probably. I, I oh, listen. Yeah. Short story book. You know, I I listen to it on. There's a website. I don't know if it's stephenking.com or hold on, I'll find it for you and all of our listeners. I'd um, like to hear the web, the, the audio book. That's not, or the audio story. That's cool. there's. Stephen King audiobooks.com. You can pretty much listen to everything Stephen King has ever written for free on Stephen King audiobooks.com. He, he has pretty much everything there. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, as well as the Harry Potter books for any, yeah. he's, he's a huge Harry Potter fan. So, but yeah, that's, that's where I listen to uh, a lot of my Stephen King stuff is is on that web from that website because it's it's so easy you just go you click on it it's all there it's free it's it's really nice so yeah what, what do you think these kids did all day <laughs> well <laughs> in between uh, sermons from Isaac and it, that's a good question yeah, 
their I, day-to-day routine? Do yeah. they brush their teeth? Do they floss? Like, what's... I'm sure they did that, but they couldn't, they couldn't draw. They couldn't listen to music. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Just outward. I had the sense that there was, like, some structure. Like, Isaac was, like, you know, controlling things, and Malachi was sort of, like, the police officer to... Yeah. Or stuff. Because I would think it would be, like, a school's out for summer, <laughs> but it's not. It's, like, they, they did the latest thing. Right. They, like, they, they became the parents. It was, like, no, man, this needs to be, like, Lord of the fucking Flies. Right. But it wasn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like, what, I don't know, just, like, uh, what happens if the AC unit goes out, you know, and it's super hot? Like, who, do they know how to, I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing, because did they kill, did they end up killing that old man with the dog? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. He got it. I thought that that was, like, a bad call, because they should have, like, that dude was, like, fully on board with keeping the secret. Yeah. Yeah. You know, telling people, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, keep driving. That's true. Yeah, that was, yeah, poor strategy there. Yeah, killing the dog and killing the old man. Yeah. For, like, no reason, though. You know what I mean? Like, he was doing what he was told to do. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, well, we have a deal. Upset, that upset, that upset the, the he who walks behind the rose, right? Is, was that, was that, or am I making that up? Oh, I, I don't know. It I might have. I, mean, I, could see, have I could see how it was. That's, I know. that's interesting. Because a couple I don't times, know. you know, Isaac was like, he who walks behind the rose was not happy with your decision. Yeah. Oh, that's that's true. Cause, yeah, because Malachi was just going off doing shit. I think you're right. Yeah, because yeah. Malachi was like doing his own shit. And Isaac was like, no, he who walks behind the rose is not down with this. And Malachi was like, well, who are you? I'm the fucking man now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was having to do with the, 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 the couple. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. At one point, he who walks behind the rose was... I was a little upset. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I just want to tell you guys a, a, a little story since we're we're getting toward the end here and, and we're talking about Children of the Corn. Um, for this this summer, my family and I, we didn't really take a vacation. We did like a staycation, right, where we, we went to lots of uh, yeah. places in Chicago, lots of museums, lots of tours, stuff like that. And one of the places we went was to the Chicago History Museum where – the Chicago what? The hit? Did you say history? Yeah, Chicago History Museum. Yeah. And and so there's this one place in like the kids area where you could take a picture of yourself and create a postcard of whatever. And they, they've got like various, um, you know, it's the, the, the word Illinois and you take a picture of yourself and your face is in the middle and every the I is one picture. The L is maybe the Chicago bean. The other L is yeah. like the whatever. You know, so you get all these pictures, you can create your own postcard. So my daughter and I, we created a postcard where every letter of the alphabet in Illinois was this girl eating a piece of corn. (laughs) I remember this story. This is an amazing story. (laughs) And so, and the caption on this postcard was corn, 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 corn. And so once you create this postcard, it shows on this screen they they do like the last twenty postcards that have been created, and they just kind of play in a rotation as new postcards are created. So my daughter and I created this postcard, and we would just stand in the area. And anytime our postcard came up, my daughter and I, you know, she's like uh, what twelve at the time. We would be like corn, corn, 
corn, corn. And we would just keep chanting. And all like these random people were like, what the fuck is going on? And my wife, my wife left us. She was like, this is what the fuck are you guys doing? I'm out. I'm gone. But my, my daughter and I loved it. We, we were just like corn, corn, corn. <laughs> oh, but that museum was, I was, I'm a, I was a history major in college. So I'm, I love the history. Oh, no, it's, it's, it was, it was really interesting. They, you know, talked about the Chicago fire and the rebuilding of Chicago. Like I learned, cause I've lived in the Chicago area for seven years now, but I feel like uh, I learned a lot about Chicago over the summer. When we took like a yeah. week, we went to the, the, the Chicago history museum. We took a couple tours, the architecture museum. Um, I, like, I feel like I know more about Chicago just in the last few months uh, even though I've lived here seven years, but now I feel like I have a lot yeah. more, uh, a more comprehensive understanding of Chicago and where it comes from and, and its history, you know? Yeah. I mean, a city that, that, you know, massive. Yeah. It's going to take some time to really suck it all in and yeah. learn, every, <laughs> learn everything there is to know. Yeah. Boy, so much to do. Yeah. There's, and there's still, there are a couple museums like the planetarium, um, there, and we, one of the things we learned was that the Chicago, uh, the art museum or whatever it's called, it's like the third or fourth, fourth largest art museum in the world. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's, it's yeah. got like any art, like, you know, whoever, Salvador Dali, uh, fucking Van Gogh, anything you could want to see, like they have it at that museum. And I didn't realize it was so big until we went and, and looked at it and I was like, Jesus Christ, you know one day is not going to be long enough for us to see everything oh. they have in here, you know? <laughs> well, do you guys have, was there anything else in this movie? Any other scenes you want to go over uh, before we dive into head cannons and kind of wrap up here? I had a quick thought of like how real, like again, like, like you mentioned this earlier, Corey, you, you like putting yourself in their shoes with like the whole, like no cell phone thing. Yeah. And it made me think like, like could like, not like kids in general, but like, could like a band of, let's say, adult like robbers with guns, like, could they theoretically like take over like a small town like that or country's area, very rural area, yeah. like for, for a long time? That's a, you know, that's a good question. Well, Back you know then. what? My Back first then. thought is that the population, it says on the sign at one point that it's only a population of like a hundred people. Right, yeah. I think like ninety eight people, and okay. uh, considering the the writer said this was a metaphor for Iran and the Middle East or whatever, I would just point to, I think that happens. I think that happens in the Middle East, and because in the United States you have a military who would like come in and be like, no, absolutely not. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes that that's even crazier than what I thought. Yeah, like an insurgency or a group of a group of guerrilla soldiers or whatever. Could just like then take over everyone's houses then and kill the families or whatever. What ISIS, that's essentially what ISIS was doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were just rolling in and taking over and destroying all the art and artifacts and monuments. And any government was like, "Man, we're not going there. We're not bringing our, <laughs> our our soldiers there." Right. Either that or they got toppled. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's a really good. That's a really good question like way out because i mean i don't know if y'all have ever traveled out uh, you know along on the plains you know iowa and the dakotas and i've never done it myself but i've heard like there's nothing there yeah. if you look at the uh, flown over it and it, it looks 
just looks you look down and it's just <laughs> nothing there except this like a so yeah just yeah. a checkerboard of different you know all, for i mean as far as you can see yeah it's quite well, insane. Well, and, and david you 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 guys and Corey, you guys have probably heard the stories of like people following their gps and just like to the middle of nowhere where like you could you from an interstate to like a highway to like a road to a country road to a gravel road to a dirt road mm. and then suddenly like they're in some logging some logging area and this has happened multiple times and there's a story every now and then about it where they the gps brought them to like suddenly they're in like some like logging area it's always that and it's always snowy and the the road just whatever path disappears yeah and it's stranded out just in the middle of nowhere you know probably the closest experience i have with something like that is when i was i don't know i was like 20 21 we drove me and a, a few friends we drove out to california and we from from indianapolis and we drove down highway highway one and then we drove back through the south and those were on you know it was highway 40 highway 80 like because it was these aren't like back roads but you would go long stretches of time where there's just nobody. You know, we, I remember we drove through personally. Yeah. Well, and I I think it was, um, New Mexico. We, we drove, there was one period of time there were storms or something and the electricity had gone out and we, we drove all night without, we were worried we were going to run out of gas because all the gas stations were dark. Like we only passed maybe two gas stations and they were dark because the power was out, and we were like, "Well, hopefully we, hopefully we find a gas station that has power uh, before our van runs out of gas." Because otherwise, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what else. What do you? What else do you do? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. You better hope you got a signal, and then yeah, you're gonna be flagging people down, and yeah. <laughs> find yourself in the middle of a Stephen King novel. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Corey in the corn. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's a whole, there's a whole like, sequel that like where Isaac comes back, isn't there? I I heard that like the sequel is actually better. Well, there's like, there oh, are there's a ton a, of movies. There's, there's apparently yeah. eleven children of the corn movies. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I, the actor who plays Isaac comes back in. It's a much later movie. Movie. It's it's called Children of the Corn. 666 Isaac's Return, I think is the name of it. Um but I don't know. There's another podcast I listened to that that they the the hosts of that podcast have said that Children of the Corn 1, 2 and 3 are not great movies, but they're worth it. They're entertaining, they're a lot of fun. Um but I think I don't know. Maybe after the third one it gets a little you know, it's a little less fun to watch. Next week, we're talking about 2006's Pan's Labyrinth. So be sure to check that out. And as always, you can find us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Headcanon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod. But do you guys, before we wrap up here, do you have a Headcanon? Or do you want me to go first? It doesn't matter to me. Totally up to you. Go ahead. Go. Okay, I'll go first. Well, my my headcanon is just that after they burn the corn and there's that weird mushroom cloud with that ridiculous animated face on it, whatever. After the end of the movie, they they actually come face to face with he who walks behind the rose.
right? They're trying to leave town and you know, the corn closes in on him and Bert has to get out of the car and the corn separates and he who walks behind the rose comes forward and he says, it's corn. Have you ever seen a more beautiful thing? And it's the kid. It's the corn kid. And, and it's that kid is he who walks behind the rose, you know? And he's like, when I tried it with butter, everything changed. And it's just, it's just that kid from that video. Uh, just loving corn. That's, that's, that's their God. Wait, which video? Which video? I don't know this. What are you talking you about? You don't know this the video? Corn the corn no. All right. Well, this hold on. Right. This kid is awesome. I just wanted to tell you. Should I? For, for our listeners who know. They'll know. Uh, but hold on, let me find let me see if I can share it with you. Okay. There he is. Alright, you see this ad? Can you hear it? You can destroy a kid standing in the room. I mean corn. What do you like about corn? Ever since I I was told that corn was real, it tasted good. Did you think corn wasn't real? But when I tried it with butter, everything changed. I love corn. Mmm, <laughs> corn. You think everyone should be eating corn? No, not everyone has to like it to be the best. Yeah. Everyone just has to try it. Have a bite. What else are your favorite things? I play a variety of games. Hide and seek, tag, double lava monster. Yeah, mostly cold. I mean, then look at this then. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's corn. <laughs> it's corn. Because corn is awesome. Can you describe corn to someone who's never tasted it before? A big lump with knobs. It has the juice. It's the part that mostly makes me like the corn. How much do you think corn should cost? One dollar. I hope you really have a corn-tastic day. A corn-tastic day? What? It's just a pun about corn. <laughs> if you anyone loves corn, if you come to me, I can tell you all about it. That's, that's he who walks behind the road. You know, I I love that headcanon, but I was worried. I was like, I'm worried that one or both of you won't know what I'm talking about when I talk about the corn kid. <laughs> we do now. That made it a lot better. <laughs> It's corn. It's corn. <laughs> <laughs> there would be like a child. It would be a child. Yeah. They would listen to him. Yeah. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you guys? What, <laughs> what do you have? What's your uh, What's your head cannon, uh, David? Do you have one? Or if, if not, we can move on to Brent. We'll make you him go. Go or you go, David. It's up to you. Your choice. I'll, I'll, I'll close it out. You go. Okay. okay. Cool. Cool. Mine's about the corn. Nice. I think the corn gets like mega pissed that like they got set on fire. So the corn, the corn leaves the farm and it travels south and it, and it, and it joins up with Monsanto <laughs> who injects corn. Monsanto injects corn with steroids and then turns the, turns corn into syrup. And then you fast forward to, to Job eating Captain Crunch. Mm. And it begins to like cut the roof of his mouth and he bleeds out and dies. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's great. That's the perfect ending to this movie. That's the ending <laughs> I, w- I wish we had gotten. Yeah. 
drums. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, what is their names? Kurt? Kurt? Uh, Bert, Bert and uh, Vicky. Bert and Vicky. Bert, Bert and Vicky decide, you know, should we just stay here and hire all these kids? And um, we're just going to live here. We'll make it an attraction. People come and visit to see, you know, he who walks behind the rose. Yeah. Um, there's You have to sign a waiver because it's not guaranteed that you'll survive. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, they turn it into they turn it into like a carnival attraction. Gap nice. Just turns into this carnival attraction. I love it. Come and see this monster. Which is exactly the video that Corey showed. <laughs> yeah. Which is just then, <laughs> then you get that kid. It's cold. <laughs> Which I believe they would do that because I kind of feel like Bert's kind uh, kind of a piece of shit anyway. So. <laughs> okay, or or sorry for doing another. Or I'm just thinking when they you kind of made me think so, Brent. When they light all the corn on fire, it just starts popping, popping, yeah. popping, and and like anybody within a I don't know a 500 mile radius gets smothered by all this. This popcorn. It's just like a actually a pop- all the it, it it travels it right. travels to every farm on the on, on the whole country and the entire country gets covered in this huge dome of, of popcorn and everybody's suffocated. And, I love yeah, uh, it's like a huge popcorn mudslide. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Shit. Oh man, I if they didn't if they didn't do that in one of the sequels, that's a huge missed opportunity. I feel like. Yeah, right. It's cold. Yeah. It's cold. Oh, oh my god, I wonder if that kid has ever had popcorn. I bet his mind would be fucking blown. <laughs> yeah. like fucking Boom. Boom. All right. Well, do y'all have anything else you want to mention before we wrap up, David? Anything you want to plug, point people toward? Um, uh, I wish. Yeah. This. 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 This show. Yeah, head cannon. Yeah, well, I'm plugging. I'm plugging what they're already listening to. <laughs> right. If, it, if you somehow accidentally you stumbled onto this, this exactly podcast. Yeah. Oh God, that's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, David. Uh, good, uh, thank you again. It's yeah, a pleasure as always. We'll, we'll so definitely much. have you back. This is a lot of fun. So, and uh, everybody right. listening at home, thank you. This has been head cannon. <laughs> <laughs>